Welcome to Identity Inside Out. Getting ID Right, a special InnovationOz.com podcast series brought to you by SailPoint. The last two years have seen unparalleled forces drive change. The setting of an unprecedented stage for a work-from-anywhere culture, coupled with an equal evolution of digital services and an ever-evolving, sophisticated cyber threat landscape. The corresponding response to this shift has been a continued focus on complying with the ASD Essential 8 and amendments to the Critical Infrastructure Act, imposing tighter guidelines and increasing cybersecurity requirements. While technology is an enabler, focus is renewed on facilitating change without impact. In this podcast series, we explore the controversies, perils, and opportunities that face industry in the midst of change, and how the organizations today are going to secure their virtual borders against the attacks of tomorrow. Welcome to Identity Inside Out, Getting ID Right, an innovationoz.com podcast series with SailPoint. In today's episode, Solving Problems at Scale, Automation and Risk, I'm talking to uh, Phil Ross, the CISO of Air New Zealand, as well as Simon L, who's the Sales Manager Australia for SailPoint. Welcome to both of you. Thanks, great to be here. Today... We're having a discussion about understanding the importance of identity in the broad security and resilience landscape. And in this discussion, we're going to talk about what that looks like in um, the airline industry and specifically Air New Zealand. Um, thank you so much for your time, Phil. I'm really interested in this conversation. Um, you know, in the lead up to you know the preparation for the podcast, it, it sort of made me think that there's a lot of things that need to get be go right for an airline to operate safely and effectively. Can you just talk me through a little bit about the airline industry and where identity fits in? Because it, it touches many, many, many parts of the organisation, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. Uh, it is a very complex business. I think it was um, Warren Buffett who said, every time someone calls me and says, I want to invest in an airline, I tell them to go and lie down for 30 minutes. Um, because, uh, you know, it's very capital intensive um, and it's operationally it's very complex. Uh, you're also tied to um, oil prices to a large extent, um, you know, uh, massive labor costs. Um, and identity plays a key part in that. So uh, New Zealand is, is a whole lot of, and, and most airlines are a whole lot of different businesses rolled into one. Um, you know, we have a, we have a, a, a retail business selling tickets. We have a cargo business moving freight around. Uh, we have a New Zealand's largest uh, loyalty program. Uh, so we have a lot of loyalty customers, uh, you know, millions of loyalty customers, and we hold credit card data and uh, we sell things in, a, in an online store. So um, we also have to keep planes in the air. We have uh, lots of different um uh, airports, bases around the world. Um, yeah, it's very complex. We have a lot of third parties as well. Um, uh, airports, uh, airlines, the whole aviation industry revolves around lots of different third parties doing certain things. Um, and identity is uh, plays a part in all of that, whether it's um, employees um, having the right access 
to the right things at the right time, whether it's our customers and, and customer identity uh, and access management on that front, um, whether it's, uh, you know, um, privileged access as well, whether it's insider threat, uh, managing insider threat and insider risk, um, cyber risk. It, yeah, identity runs through all of that and uh, <laughs> it's a it's a complicated business for sure. It's it's interesting because you mentioned, you know, it's a very capital intensive. It is capital intensive, but you're also requiring a huge range of people doing different types of jobs and engaging with systems. It's, so the people component is equally as diverse and complex as the as the, the capital, the moving bits, if you like. Absolutely. Um and one of the things that we're trying to do is get the business, uh, you know, like all companies and New Zealand is over 80 years old now, um, companies to a large extent, uh, they grow organically um, and you kind of have to unpack a lot of things that have been done and grown over the years and say, actually, you know, what does this person's role entail and, and, and what systems should they have access to? And, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is just happening and, and people don't give it much thought. But when you've got to apply sort of zero trust principles to um, an operational environment, you've got to unpack some of that. So that's some of the work that we're doing at the moment, um, going back to the business and saying, you know, actually, what does this person's role entail? And, you know, don't just give me a, a job description uh, that you you know post up when you're recruiting. Actually, what systems do they need to access? What sort of da- data are they handling? Um, who do they need to communicate with? That's all stuff that you know you need to know, but uh, isn't necessarily documented anywhere. I'm going to come back to that because it's a really interesting point around the status quo and how you need to re-look at situations with fresh eyes. As, um, but Simon, I wanted to come to you. Knowing Air New Zealand and, air, and the airline sector through an identity lens as you do, are there other analogous types of industries where, it, where identity has proven to be a really important foundational part of a, a security you know, infrastructural landscape, so to speak. Like, it seems to be next level in terms of the moving pieces you have to get right. Um, is it in a league of its own? Oh, look, I, I think every industry has its own complexities. Um, the piece that I usually talk to people about is um, because people's networks and their people that have joined and the applications have been quite organically growing, the big challenge is, you know, over that period of time, people have put people in a directory but they actually haven't worked out how they actually govern that access over time. And so I always think about it that, that identity is a foundation stone that was never laid in most organisations. So people like Phil have to go back and actually um, do a bunch of cleanup or um, um, but play, you know, lift up the house effectively to put the foundation stone in again. Um, and, you know, like I started my journey with Air New Zealand six-odd years ago, um, and, you know, like if you think of just the changes that have happened today in New Zealand and Phil can probably comment, like, you know, going through COVID, having to, you know, um, uh, have massive staff changes over that period, it, it, there's a huge amount that an identity system needs to do. I think that's um, that's a, a good place to come back to you, Phil, because, you know, you're talking about sort of challenging the status quo in terms of the way that you look at the organisation and its you know, security and then COVID 
and then everything grinds to a halt and then it gears up again. And then you've got a whole different type of skills that you're embedding into the organisation. That has been, I'm guessing, a pretty wild journey over the past couple of years. Absolutely. Um, very wild. A uh, bit of a roller coaster. Um, and, you know, I think, um, I think it was a good wake-up call for us from the identity aspect. Uh, so sort of pre... Um, well, when COVID hit, we um, we had to, uh, you know, we went through this period where um, nobody knew how long it was going to last. So um, we sort of thought, well, uh, this will be over in four weeks. This will be over in eight weeks. This will be, you know, and and we tried to retain our staff um, as much as we could. But when it got to the point, actually, this isn't. You know, this is going to last for quite some time. We had to, uh, we had to lose people, and unfortunately, we, we tried to do it as best we could by saying, "Look, because we know we'll have to bring you back as soon as this thing is over. Um, why don't? How about we just move to a leave without pay scenario for cabin crew and pilots?" Um, and I think people appreciated that that was really all we could do at the time but we sort of said well you're on leave without pay and you can go and work for another company if you want to but from a sort of cyber perspective that's not very good right you if you're going to do that you kind of want to make sure you've removed the access from these people so that if they do and go and work for a, another aviation player or somebody else there isn't a risk of you know ip or people retaining access to system but of course uh we quickly began to appreciate that um people had a whole lot of access to things by default and we couldn't easily undo that access and really that's when we realized actually we need to think about you know we need to define what these roles in the business are and what they should have access to because we realized that it just wasn't there so it's very difficult to put people uh in a position where they didn't have access to our uh systems because by default they did and we were in a situation where some of the um, the cabin crew and pilots were sort of saying well look we'll wait until you guys want to bring us back but how are you going to tell us that we need to come back. We need access to email. And, of course, the Microsoft ecosystem, by default, if you've got an email address, you also have access to a whole lot of other things. And then they sort of wanted access to the intranet to see company announcements, which is fair enough. But we we didn't have a way of sort of providing granular access control at all. It was either all or nothing. So that's when we realized we needed to rethink um, identity in the organization and actually rebuild the foundations. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a, a wake-up moment for us. It's very interesting that when you talk, step through that as an example, you do realize how important it is to, one, you know, keep connected with people in the way that they need to be connected, um, but also making sure that it's it's not, a, you know, an all-or-nothing situation. So um, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, the aviation industry is obviously very highly regulated, which, as anyone that travels by air is very thankful for, it's really important to get right that we have standards. But that's going to create lots of different areas of compliance that, um, you know, we might not be aware of. Um, 
if you can kind of give us an example, like how does the identity piece play into meeting those sort of regulatory and compliance obligations? And, you know, Simon, any observations that you have as well about, you know, what SailPoint can do to help make sure that, you know, you customers can provide the, the data and the audits, et cetera. So um, maybe, Phil, if you can talk us through what are the different types of um, compliance reporting and then how do we you actually do that, Simon? Yeah, um, it's interesting because the airline industry is heavily regulated, but the part that's heavily regulated is really around safety. <clears throat> so safety of flight um, and, uh, you know, uh, things like engineering and maintenance are very heavily regulated. But outside of that, there isn't the sort of cyber regulation that you would see in, example, like uh, in, a, in a bank. Uh, so um, really uh, where that safety regulation extends to is really around where identity fits in with some of those safety requirements and and that's really around um you know uploading firmware to aircraft for example or making sure that um the right engineers uh have access to the right uh manuals um and the right systems that they need to do their roles and and reporting around that um so you know uh in new zealand does some work for the US military. Um, and as part of that work, uh, we need to handle some DOD material. And so we need to make sure that we're keeping that uh, secure and we're controlling the access to that. So you get all these kind of edge cases relating to the core operation that is heavily regulated from a, from a safety perspective. Um, but if you look at our general IT systems, really you're just looking at um, uh, the sort of uh, IT general controls that an external auditor would do, um, and there isn't a lot of regulation in the airline industry. It is starting to happen, so IATA and and you know those industry bodies are starting to say, look, actually. You do need to have a cybersecurity program. It needs to be well resourced. It needs to be well funded. You need to have someone in charge of cybersecurity. Um, but it's um, it's not as far advanced as uh, an organisation like a bank. Simon, the the ability to actually have the documentation to you know, from an audit perspective, um, can you talk me through that? Like, how important is it? How can SailPoint help? Yeah, look from a um I think most organizations will realize that the regulation that's in place today, it's ever increasing. Um, and particularly as a global organization, it's not just what's happening in New Zealand or Australia or the US or, you know, if you're holding customer data of European citizens, then, you know, GDPR applies. Um, and so from a, a sale point perspective where we try to talk to our customers is ultimately identity governance is the ability to meet lots of regulations and so your ability to sort of say okay well i need to do these things because we're a listed entity i need to do these things because of pci i need to do these things because of gdpr um and now i think we'll increasingly see that customers of companies will also sort of go well you know you are 
you know, particularly for outsourcing of different parts of operations, you'll get audited by those customers to basically do those pieces as well. Um, and so really from a sell point perspective is it comes down to, well, who has access to those systems or in that process? Um, and can we basically affirm to make sure that an audit that the right people have access at the right time um, and that the business has actually agreed that that access is appropriate? Um, and so, yes, it's related to Air New Zealand, but I think ultimately um, companies are faced with this, you know what, I need to basically meet these regulations. And if you don't have some way of automating it or creating the experience for the business, that allows the business to feel like they're engaged in the process and they understand what's going on. You know, you know that you're going to get a garbage in, garbage out experience. And so then the business will be like, well, I didn't understand what I was being asked to review. Um, and ultimately, as we go on this zero trust journey, it's the business that actually really needs to buy into the fact that they need to understand what their job role is, what the access that is related to that job role is, and whether that access is actually appropriate and whether I need to make any changes to it. Because um, all Phil and I are trying to do is to try and make sure that we're providing some plumbing to allow that business process to take place. And you mentioned GDPR and you mentioned, you know, loyalty programs, Phil, you know, you're, you're operating in an international environment. I guess when you're talking about, I guess the, the phrase would be supply chain, but you are interacting and plugging into different systems all over the world in ways that unless you've been part of an airline, you probably wouldn't even notice. Like this. So I guess talking about the kind of matrices of interactions with other systems as well, like I've just, um, um, like loyalty programs would be one great example. So, you know, how much in terms of the automation and being able to sort of manage um, that sort of identity interactions and automation at scale across multiple different kind of environments. Um, I'm guessing it's quite complex if you don't have the right partners. It is complex and the aviation industry is uh, pretty immature in terms of technology. Uh, you know, the, the, the backbone of the aviation industry is, is largely um, technical debt to a certain extent. Um, it is... Uh, pretty old and, and fragile. It's a fragile ecosystem um, with a lot of legacy kind of players. Um, and customer data does traverse the kind of, um, you know, the various alliance partners. Um, there's customer data, you know, flying in all kinds of different ways and in different sort of forms. Um, so, you know, there was a, there was a Star Alliance breach with one Star Alliance partner. I think it was Air India. And, uh, you know, lots of um, frequent flyer names and uh, status and, and airpoints numbers were breached because every airport needs that information for the lounges in order to um, val validate that someone can be in a lounge. So that data is, is going you know, to every airport with a lounge. Um, and so what we're trying to do is, um, and you would have seen all the sort of data breaches, um, largely sort of medical and, and financial in Australia. Um, Australia's leading the way in data breaches at the moment. Mm -hmm. And the, the scales of... the scales <laughs> rather have, keep the Matildas, I think. Let's the, the, um, the scales have, have tipped uh, considerably um, away from 
the customer and, you know, their data's out there and we kind of need to earn customers' trust back, I think. And so what we want to do is we want our loyalty customers to be able to have visibility of where their data is going and have control over it and be able to opt out of the things that they don't feel comfortable with. And I think that's kind of uh, the next um, taking customer identity to to the next level is giving that transparency and that control back to the customer because at the moment it isn't. It isn't there. Customers are quite nervous. They're seeing a lot of breaches. And we want to move ahead with our um, with some of our initiatives around biometrics, um, you know, and, and we, we can't do that without customer trust. It's a good point that you raise, and I think that, um, you know, well, Australians would all agree that, that brand New Zealand is a very distinct brand about, you know, it's very trusted. Anyone that's been on an Air New Zealand plane, it's got its own flavour. I think um, it's a trusted brand that has a real sense of identity identity for want of a better word so i guess when you're talking about layering other things on that people you know might not have typically you know wanted to welcome biometrics into their life you're talking about building on a trusted brand with a trusted experience and then layering some of those security parameters around it that's so that's not nothing in terms of you know building the security landscape into the brand identity yeah and another part of that is you know, privileged access and the fact that we have a number of third-party suppliers that that have privileged access in our environment. Uh, They have access to customer data. So we've got employees that have access to customer data. We've got third parties that have access to customer data. How can we be transparent with the customer about, you know, the fact that we we do have third parties that, that have access to some data and our employees do? And how can we how can we control that access uh, such that only uh, the people that need it have it at the time that they need it and that they have authorization to do it and that it's recorded, all of those good things. And when these people leave the, leave the premises or the third-party contract is concluded or, um, you know, that employee leaves the company, that access is removed straight away. Uh, so that is part of it. And, um, you know, privileged access management is a, is a core pillar of our cybersecurity program going forward. And, uh, yeah, SailPoint is a, is a key part of helping us uh, address that. Can I – this is a pre- question for both of you. So, one, Phil, when you arrived, what was the landscape like? How, how much of a part of was, identity was it? And how have you worked together to kind of, you know, evolve? Like we've talked about evolving the status quo. We've talked about COVID. Um, maybe just some of the key points in terms of, you know, where your partnership has sort of moved things along in a very dynamic time. Um, yeah, so I turned up just before COVID, great timing. Not to see, not to see the last of what airlines used to be like, um, uh, and I was pretty relieved um, that we that the airline had already purchased Sailpoint. So Simon had already had some dealings with the airline uh, previously, and and quite often you go into these um, uh, organisations that want to uh, you know go through a digital transformation or kickstart their digital capability, but they don't have um, uh, an identity platform that can do all of the orchestration and automation of uh, identities and roles and, and access 
uh, rights. So um, that was uh, a significant boost in that we already had it and all we had to do was utilize it. Um, but in a lot of these uh, large organizations, um, uh, quite often they've bought the tool, but they're not actually realizing the value and it's sort of hiding in a corner somewhere. Uh, and that was, uh, I, I think, New Zealand had um, put a few integrations, integrated a few systems with SailPoint, um, but uh, it wasn't being fully leveraged. And so we just, we decided to ramp that right up. And so I think we went from a, a very small identity team. Um, now I think the identity team is is uh, makes up half of the entire cyber and identity team. So. Uh, it's 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 a lot bigger now. It's got a lot more uh, momentum, and we're integrating all of our critical systems into SailPoint to make sure that um, we are adding and removing um, access rights at the right time. And and you know we have a lot of a lot of people that move roles around the business as well. Um, quite often they say the the people with most access are grads because they move around, and as they move around, they get signed access. <laughs> And that access, in a lot of cases, never goes away, right? And all of a sudden, you've got grads that have access to everything. Um, so, you know, uh, it helps um, facilitate the um, the agility of the workplace. We want people to be able to move around and, and do different things within the airline, and we want that to be done in a secure way. And SailPoint helps us do that, as well as, uh, you know, the, the automation aspect um really you can't the savings that um we make by making by having uh when someone turns up to work for us them having a login and having access to everything they need on their first day is uh you know it's priceless in terms of the employee experience and uh it saves the organization a lot of money so so, I mean, can I ask you, so the, you know, so Phil's obviously come in and saying, okay, we've, that's great, we've got some identity, but probably underutilised. Is that a common experience? And what are the things that people often do when they've got the, but it hasn't actually, not operating at its potential? Yeah, look, I think um, sometimes we use the analogy that identity is plumbing. And I think I might have mentioned that earlier, is, you know, people um, do an initial investment. Um, they get it, something working and start delivering some value, but then it's sort of like the investment goes, okay, do you know what? We've done okay. We'll start focusing somewhere else. Um, one of the things that Cellpoint have done in New Zealand specifically is to sort of go, well, actually, as our customer base has grown, we've sort of made some investments to bring the local team there. Um, because I think selling identity or being a vendor in the identity space, like our customers are constantly, like the project sort of never finishes. And so having people on the ground that can work with our customers to make sure that, you know, we're keeping top of mind, we're supporting the customers to realize, do you know what, these are the new trends, this is what's happening else in the market to try and help them to maintain the focus with the business. Um, that's a big part of it. And after, you know, I'm nearly 11 years at SailPoint, you know, some of my first customers I still deal with on a monthly basis. Um, so it's not, it's very much not a, relationship where you sort of sell a product and then you walk away like the, the amount of time and investment that goes in you know every year is quite large um and so that's 
probably the big thing from sale point is how do we make sure we continue to support the customers as they do this work. Um, and then you just see the flow of investment that sometimes, you know what, during a COVID era, it's very hard to get the investment to do a lot of this work. But then as people come out of it, they realize, well, actually identity helps us to deliver so many facets, whether it be experience, whether it be driving efficiencies, whether it's meeting regulations. And so then, you know, an investment uh, like Phil has done um, at Air New Zealand to sort of ramp up the program. So just sort of, you know, final thoughts. Um, it's a really interesting case study, Phil, in a very dynamic industry and a very dynamic time as we've spoken about. So so looking back and looking forward, you've obviously had lots to kind of grapple with. What does the next little while look like for you in terms of, um, like, you know, as Simon just said, this is, is constantly iterating, but it's also realising the big picture of having a, you know, a secure, trusted airline. So what's what's next in your, um, you know, in your vision, I guess the right word would be? Um, yeah, I think um, cyber security and safety are becoming more intertwined. So every aircraft we get is more and more digitally enabled. So, um, you know, at the moment, uh, the flight deck systems are pretty separate from uh, the rest of the aircraft, you know, the, the, the Wi-Fi and the in-flight entertainment systems and the ground systems. Um, that That's changing. Um, and so with um, tighter integration into safety means that um, identity is then playing a, a, a pivotal role in, um, you know, uh, flight safety. So uh, there's a few things um, we'd also like to do around integrating um, our identity system with the physical access system. So um, that means if people haven't done their e-learns or um, they no longer have access to a certain area. So, uh, you know, if you think of a, a, like a cargo store, if they haven't done their uh, health and safety, if the health and safety isn't up to date, then their access control on the cards on the on the card system no longer works. And integrating SailPoint into that um, means that we can have a bit more uh, control in the physical realm, not just with uh, IT systems. So. That's next on the agenda for us, but uh, it's just uh, identity is just going to get more and more critical as uh, some of this, uh, some of these aviation systems start integrating heavily into the digital space. It's very interesting. I think um, you know most organisations are dealing with that kind of physical digital digital integration, um, but for Air New Zealand, in many cases, that's at cruising altitude, which adds a whole other layer of complexity. Um, I think that's a great place to wrap this up. So. Um, uh, Phil Ross, thank you so much. You're the CISO at Air New Zealand. Some great insights in terms of um, your identity journey. Thank you so much. Um, Simon L, Sales Manager at Australia for SailPoint. Thank you. It's been a really great opportunity to kind of understand identity and, you know, what a powerful tool it is to manage correctly in, in a fascinating environment. So thanks to both of you for your time today. Thanks very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this Identity Inside Out Getting ID Right podcast brought to you by SailPoint. For more, keep tuning in to innovationoz.com forward slash podcasts or visit sailpoint.com.